And I didn't know, again, until I read your book, how all of the the extraordinary fiction-like chapters of his life, he has a ship that he takes out with his disciples and sails around the world for years and becomes this kind of paranoid Captain Queeg looking for for safe haven. (laughs) Not just one ship. He had a small Scientology Navy. And uh, they they sailed in, in the Mediterranean and then eventually in the Caribbean. He was on the run uh, from process servers. He was uh, under indictment in France. Uh, you know, he had reasons to be on the high seas. and uh, But also while he was there, he was incubating this new religion and coming up with new developments uh, free from any other influences. He brought in a bunch of young people. Uh, from his um, organization, from the church, and he called them the Sea Organization or Sea Org. Uh, And that navy became the clergy of the church today. Hubbard called himself the Commodore. And uh, he also had, there were some young women on board, some teenage and preteen girls who uh, became what were called the Commodore's messengers. If he had an order to send to the captain, for instance. He would say, messenger, and uh, one of these girls would appear. And bear in mind, uh, they're dressed in uh, shorts and hot, (laughs) short shorts and and platform shoes. Uh, He would tell the messenger, you know, tell the blank, blank captain to blank, blank, blank in the port and so on. And she would go to the captain and imitating his voice exactly as possible, would say those very words. And the captain would address her and say, yes, sir, as if he's addressing Herbert himself. And that practice continues in Scientology. Your superior, no matter what the gender, is always referred to as sir. Which you can't make up these things. And for instance, wh- here is this this former and still to come science fiction writer uh, as he's sailing around commanding at one point his crew to search for a hidden spaceship on some island? Oh, yeah, in Crete, I think it was. It was yeah. They didn't actually find, the, they didn't have time to find the spaceship, but it was a, t- a period of time when he was on what he called the mission into time. Once he accepted what he thought was the reality of past life experiences, his own past lives became very vivid in his imagination. And he set sail with a smaller boat and a select crew to go through uh, different points in the Mediterranean where he thought that he had buried treasure during his life as, for instance, a Carthaginian sailor or something like that. And uh, he would draw a map, and they, would, you know, they didn't actually dig up any real treasure. But uh, the, one of the last stops w- on the way was uh, he was going to show them where this fleet of spaceships was buried inside a cavern that could only be opened with a palm print of one select individual, but not saying who that individual might be. Unfortunately for posterity, he didn't have the, the moment to actually go uncover that fleet of spaceships. 